Welcome to another episode of Out of the Pods. I'm Deep T. And I'm Natalie. And Deep T and I are on our way to becoming pickleball queens. <laughs> kind of. I'm already one, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so Deep T and I played pickleball together like a few days ago. And I've played before. And it was your first time playing Deep T? No, no, no. I oh, played. Wasn't? I, no, I've played many years before. Like, it's been but how like come we didn't three- know any of the rules? Because I just played. I never played by the rules. I just played, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, we just, like, go. Because I play tennis forever. I, like, am such a... I follow all the tennis rules. But, like, when I yeah. played with my dad or my sister, it was just, like, let's just hit. We're not, like, keeping score, you know? Oh, when you played pickleball with them, you mean? Yeah. You followed, like, the yeah. tennis rules? No, we didn't follow the tennis rules. We just kind of just played, you know? We never, like, just kept like- track of points or whatever. We're like, let's just get some exercise in. <laughs> Oh, you just like hit it back and forth. Yeah, we just played. But I have to say, I'm pretty good. I like it. <laughs> I'm playing you are. More. You're very good. So we played two games and she beat me in both. And then I also scratched up my knee. And uh, <laughs> that scared yeah. me. I was like, the way you were moving, I was like, no, what are you? I'm scared. <laughs> I like, I don't know what happened, but I like just. I don't even do you even I don't even remember. I blacked out. I like I'm not reached lie. for the ball and then I like tumbled and then I was like, oh my knee. I know. <laughs> and I, I literally have- just hit it and I turned around because obviously it went into the net. And the next thing I know, you're just on the ground. I was like, what happened? What and I have doing? never I have not scratched up my leg since I was like 10. <laughs> Anyways, so um okay, dating update. How's your dating life going? My, oh, my dating life is chill. Remember, I I said in this last episode, like, I I actually am like loving being single. Being in a relationship seems like a lot of work to me right now. Okay, but but well, I mean, like, yes, I'm still talking but... to this person overseas, Canada guy. Yes, I'm still talking to Canada guy. But it's like it's perfect because we're both in the space where we have a lot going on personally, and like we want to do more out of life than just be in a relationship, which is so great. So we like have great conversations, but also the expectations are set. Like the boundaries are like, okay, right now we're just working on ourselves. So what's like next step with that? Like, are you guys going to see each other soon? Yeah. Like he's going to come visit. Um, I have this event thing that I was invited to that is in close proximity to him. So maybe if I do that, obviously I'll see him, but you know, Ooh. until then, we're just going with the flow. Um, some exciting news, though, in the Love is Blind world. So uh, mm-hmm. Netflix announced that after the altar for season four is coming out September 1st, which was a surprise to us. We knew it was coming sometime before season five comes out September 22nd. Ooh. But we were like, oh, exciting. no, like now what do we recap like the ultimatum or after the altar? Because I'm I'm not going to lie. I don't really like the after the altar episodes like I've never liked even our seasons I didn't like no that's what I was gonna say too is like of all the seasons of ATA that have happened I don't find them to be that like interesting and so even with our own season I was just like whatever this is just blah you know yeah I, it's never like even my friends and family they're always like say the same thing they're like eh, I'm not as, as excited about ATA coming out but. Well, because the timing is so off, too, because, you know, we've seen the TikToks and we also heard from the cast. They film ATA typically so close to 
when the show airs. So it's not really mm-hmm. an update, even though it comes right. out like six, seven months later. It's exactly. not a true update to these people's lives. So yes. that's why I don't really enjoy it. Um, that's what was I hard don't, about yeah. when um, ATA coming out for our season, like the whole me and Kyle situation had been dissolved so like months prior to that and then to have to like watch it again and be like this is so irrelevant like we've moved on you know same i remember people were like oh natalie like move on from that whole shane shana situation i was like okay but it was filmed when it was happening like yes when it was happening so move on from what but so the, the timing is just that's why it doesn't interest me. It's because I'm like, you know, it's not really giving a true update to their lives. But I do have some predictions into what's going to play on September 1st. Okay, give me them. After watching the trailer, here's what I think is going to happen. I think one of the couples is going to get a bat at it. I mm. know that production cannot show happy couples, like for all three of them. I think one of the couples is going to be portrayed as just not portrayed well. That's my prediction. Um, Just to amp up the drama. I think that production is either going to save. And when I mean save, like give redemption arcs to Irina and or Micah, because both of them are on perfect match. I think I, I do actually think, yeah. You know, because- I know that we were kind of hard on both of them when we were recapping Love is Mine season four, but I do think that like they really got plummeted on social media. And yeah. and so they do kind of deserve some love if they deserve it. Like if their behaviors have changed, like a hundred percent, I think that they should get a redemption arc. Yeah, I was just, that's exactly what I was going to say is I think that watching yourself back there's such a there's so much growth opportunity there and so I hope that they can just like, you know, we see on the screen now like them interacting with the people that they were harsh to on the show to like actually be like, okay, I'm sorry for these actions, not just in a reunion setting because I feel like it was more towards some of the uh people who didn't get aired on um love is blind itself so i'm hoping that they get a good i hope that they just can like come back and be themselves and be like reflected you know on their journey yeah well amber was paul's other connection in the pods and there's a scene in the trailer where she screams to irena like i don't care so i'm very curious to see what that's about um but i think regardless I still think that regardless of how much they have reflected, they will be protected because it's very clear production is protecting Micah. Um, And I think a big reason Mm -hmm. for that, yeah, is perfect match. But also the fact that she has not shit on production even after getting a negative edit. And like producers love those types of reality TV stars who kind of like, what we've heard is like she kind of, is very like easygoing as a villain type of thing. And I think Irina is kind of the same way um, mm-hmm. opposite of Jackie. And so they want to like keep them around. That's, that's interesting because for Irina, I would understand because she has nothing to lose because she wasn't part of, I mean, she wasn't really part of main cast anymore, you know, just that first couple episodes. Um, So for her, I get it. Like, let's just, you know, she wants the opportunity to kind of be on screen again, maybe. But Micah, that's an interesting one. I I didn't. hmm. 
I didn't think about I it think like she'll that, be I protected. Um, but yeah, she is. And I do much. think that yeah. it'll be interesting. Um, I think that Jackie and Josh, I don't know what kind of edit they'll get because you see Monica who spoiler alert was actually engaged to Josh and they just never showed it on season four. Mm-hmm. You see Monica say to someone, I think it's Jackie. What did she say? She says, I don't know how you deal with this man. Woo. Honestly, can I be, if I'm being very candid, I think that Jackie and Josh, like they are a good unit together. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, I'm in love. I don't care. Like it's kind of like them against the rest of the world. Yeah, kind of but I think that Jackie was, I don't know, spilling so much tea when the live reunion came out that I think that's going to impact her edit if production is holding that against her and they're not going to make them look very good because sorry, that's reality TV. You piss off someone in production, they're going to edit you however you want. And it fucking sucks. I mean, I went through that with my ATA um, with producers not liking me. So I could only assume it might hit them some way unless she, it did hurt her mental health so much that they were like, let's just give them a redemption arc to kind of, not make it as hard. Yeah. yeah it's a very easy. complicated, I think, thing when it comes yeah. to like editing and relationships with production and how people are shown. Like if you're doing another show and you need to increase your likability, I think that all comes into play. So I'm very curious yeah. what ATA is going to look like. And you know, it's interesting. This, this trailer also is like a little dramatic, but who knows, like in the actual conversations that they have, like maybe when Amber's yelling, I don't care. It's like to a different part of the conversation. Who knows? I just feel like it gets amped up, but I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how it all. I don't know. What is it? Three episodes, right? I'm assuming it's going to be three, like the other after the altars, but I, who knows? I I can never, I feel like, the popularity yeah. of like after the altars have been going down. So maybe they won't do three, but I, regardless, I'm excited. One of the things yeah. I did want to ask our viewers though, is we were going to recap the ultimatum. Do you want us to do ATA instead of the ultimatum or should we do both? So just let us know, DM us um, because yeah. the new season of the ultimatum is out. And if we did both. Yeah. And if we did both, I feel like we just have to do it a little bit later. Because also Love is Blind yeah. season five is coming out uh, September 22nd, right? Ugh, Lots wow. going There's on. There's a lot so. going on. Here we go. So we're excited. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, but I'm really excited for this week's episode because we are talking to Inez Tazi from Perfect Match season one. I've met her before in LA and she is just so wonderful. And so we're really excited to talk to her. From The Circle, France, and season one of Perfect Match, Inez Tazi, welcome to Out of the Pods. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. We're so excited to have you. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but you've already met both of us at some point. Uh, Deep D and Inez, I don't know if you both have met, but I've met you last year. Yes, we did. Oh, okay. You guys have not met? No. No, I I met only you, Natalie, that was like at a Netflix premiere, but deep two, we just, uh, I slided into her DM in a friendly way, in a friendly <laughs> in way. In a friendly way, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, we did meet. And that was really, really cool because um, 
you had finished filming Perfect Match and I heard through Shane, like your name through him when he came back from filming. And then to finally meet you was like really, really cool. Um, just because I felt like I heard, already knew you by that point. So it was very interesting. Yeah, um, so I it's, re- it's, I, I remember yeah, it, was, it was just super funny because we arrived. I was with Chloe. And it was right after the first episode dropped and we're like, oh, Natalie, mm, Chloe, mm, myself, we all have one thing in common. And so, yeah, that was a, a random encounter. Like imagine going into a bar and seeing like two other girls with whom you have the same ex. It's a bonding experience for sure. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely a bonding experience. I was like, I feel like we're part of the same club. And I remember Chloe came up and she goes, is it weird? Like, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh my gosh, don't be. Are you kidding? Like, this is, I think it's kind of cool. We're bonded in this way. So it's, it's like that anyway. movie. It's like that movie, John Tucker must die. Like all the exes come together, <laughs> but not that, but I'm just saying it's like, the concept. yeah, but uh, also it wasn't like, it wasn't at all like a toxic thing of, oh my God, let's, yeah. you know, bitch on something. It was all like super yeah. uplifting and being like, oh, it's fun. We all have like funny experience that we can share. So it was kind of a, you know, it was, it was healthy. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fun meeting you and Chloe. And I feel like we like clicked right away. So I'm so glad you're on this podcast. First question though, like, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where did you grow up? Where are you currently based? What do you do for a living? Yes, of course. Okay. So uh, I'm going to try to make it short because my life story is like (laughs) kind of all over the place. But I'm actually, I'm half French, half Moroccan. A lot of people thought I was French from the show because I kept on talking about French kiss, French fries, French everything. So I'm actually (laughs) French and Moroccan. And so I grew up in Morocco, in Casablanca, and I moved to London when I was 18. This is when I learned how to speak English, actually. This was... Wow. kind of recent-ish. And then I studied there. Um, I have a background in political science. So that was kind of my life for like four years where I thought I was going to work into politics, you know, something very yeah. different than obviously what I'm doing now. And so, yeah. And then I got contacted for The Circle when I was in the UK and filmed in Manchester and then spent three years traveling the world until I got a phone call for a show called Perfect Match which then brought me uh, to LA. So this is where I'm based now. I'm based in LA, but I'm traveling at least six months per year. And uh, what I'm doing as a job, I'm doing a lot of things. I'm an entrepreneur. I have my company. I'm working also in tech. I obviously do, uh, you know, develop content on my social media. Uh, I love acting. I love TV. There's a lot of different projects, but right now I'm just trying to focus on the priority, which is like, develop my team, my management here, etc. Oh, I Very love cool. that. That's so, so yeah. cool. What made you so you started with politics, and that's kind of what you wanted to go into. But why did you decide to do, you know, the circle and perfect match? Like, what was your reasoning to get into reality TV? So the, actually, the thing that links the two is that so when I was doing politics, I was like, Oh, how can I have an impact because growing up in Morocco, I always cared about like having a job that helped me have a social impact, especially helping, um, helping women. And so when I was studying politics, I was like, Oh, actually I need to go to the private sector in order to be uh, able to actually have an impact. So that's when I was studying, I started my company's cult. And the reason why I went on the circle 
It was to be able to have, you know, for early adopters and have an audience and share my business and test it with, you know, a community. This was the best way to do it. So I was like, okay, let's do a show. They actually slide it into my DM. At the time, I was like a student, an entrepreneur. I was, you know, I had nothing to do with this world. And this is kind of what got me into the circle and Netflix in the first place. I love that. You know, what's interesting. Uh, I feel like sometimes everything happens for a reason. And yeah. maybe the show had to come onto your lap so that you could have the platform to do all these other things that, you know, that you're really passionate about. It gives you that opportunity, you know? A thousand percent, not just by having a platform, but also by connecting with like-minded people who look at your work or your interview and be like, oh, I've done this. And this is what I love is to be able to then work with another, you know, photographer, NGO, uh, people who are like, you know, care about similar things than I do and work together. And that's like the power of social media. It has a lot of bad stuff, yeah. but that's the, that's a part of the good stuff. <laughs> No, that. we know it too well. Yeah, I was like 100%. We understand that. So how did you start casting for Perfect Match season one? Because I feel like most of our listeners probably know you from that show. Um, and it's so different from the Circle France. And I feel like that was the first time I feel like they pulled in like a non, I guess, a non US UK based type of show into, you know, kind of like the Netflix world. Yeah, so um, that's a very good question. Even myself, I was like, like, guys, are you aware that I'm like from Netflix friends? Am I the only one who's going <laughs> to jump in this, you know? Um, I think, honestly, um, that Netflix initially for Perfect Match, they were thinking about taking people from the show all over the world. That was what they wanted. So I think they were looking at shows in India, shows in Latin America, etc., and uh, I think they decided to just go with US. And since they casted me in the process and somehow maybe they they like the fact that I was a hopeless French romantic. And I guess that is something <laughs> that everyone is, you know, we're, we're all a little bit a hopeless romantic somewhere inside of us. I mean, hopefully. Um, and so for that reason, I guess they decided to just put a new face. And I think that's like looking back, I think that was the funny thing for, for people to watch is that I was that girl that has zero connection. So in a way they could relate to me, like imagine someone who doesn't know anyone who's not a part of this world, just like a random person walking in this house with all those massive Netflix celebrity, how would you cope? And I think looking back, this is probably why I was put there is like that baby French lamb walking in the forest and <laughs> just try, <laughs> trying to survive. Uh, you did a good job surviving you did great yeah <laughs> I feel like you were very like genuine on the show because you couldn't like build strategies before coming on or like you know like have alliances and so I loved watching you on the show um you know speaking about just coming from those two worlds like Netflix France and then being on an international more of like an international show um dating on perfect match is it like very different than it is in France. I know it's like obviously a show format, but just making connections with guys, like, did you feel like, wow, this is really different than connecting with guys in France? Mm, that's a good question. I think like the thing that where I can find a parallel between the US dating on perfect match and in real life in the US is that the courtship situation, you know, the first few weeks, the first few hours you meet someone, 
it feels like there's a lot of game in the US. There's a power dynamic, mm. who's winning at what, who's showing a bit of vulnerability. Like it's some kind of freaking hunger games of like, you cannot, you know, you gotta be always like <laughs> seduction, uh, who's leaning into it the most. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how do I cope with that? And I'm like, it's like so complex. And I feel like in France, in France, the courtship is a little bit more about seduction. And it's much more about, you know, like I want the other to like love. I want the other to, you know, I want to get to know each other. Like you're going to like someone. And let's say you're going to the first few weeks in France, when you like someone, you're going to try to spend a passionate few weeks, get to know each other, have fun, go to the museum, love, get to know each other and live this passion as much as possible. Which sometimes is frustrating in the US because the first few weeks, it feels like this is the game. Don't show that you like the person. Yes. Don't show vulnerability. Yes. Play, pl play the game. Like I'm, you're the player. I'm the coach. And like, you know, let's all just be, you know, coaches and or I don't know, yeah. just have fun. I, I feel like our generation really doesn't. You know, they see like showing care and affection as weakness sometimes. Like, oh, I'm not going to make that first move, that type of thing. You know. But did you see a difference in like Morocco versus France at all? Like, is mm. there a cultural difference there? I would say it's it's probably the same. Like, there's a lot of seduction in Morocco. Maybe a little bit more mm -hmm. game than seduction. I think it's a very French thing to be very good at seducing. Mm -hmm. You know, seduction is about, like, the, mm -hmm. the humor, the culture, the, like, the little surprise. And I just love that. I think it's an art, the art of seduction. Mm -hmm. And if a man's going to come towards me and show me his appreciation and seduce me, I'm going to find that a million times more attractive and happy to lean on that than a guy who's trying to play game with me. I find it so mm -hmm. sexy and empowering when a man comes to you and is like, I like you. I want to go yes. to the museum with you. I want to get to know you. What's, what are the, pa what's the paradox? Okay. I have a, a nice face with makeup. Now I want to, I want to see what's the color behind. And I love that. And I mm -hmm. personally, if I like a guy in the U.S., if I like a guy anywhere in the world, I'm not going to change how I am. If I like this guy, I'm actually going to tell him. And I think it's such a confident move to do that. It is not losing yes. the game at all. It's actually earning it. Yeah, especially yeah. a woman doing it, you know? That's dope. I love that. Oh, I know. So I was like, I need, to move to, yeah. I need to move to France, honestly. <laughs> I was like, that's where I need to go. Um, so, Inez, you mentioned that you were kind of coming into the show perfect match was hard for you because you're kind of like an outlier because you're you know coming internationally did you find that it was easy to get along with people or like who seemed more genuine to you um like was that a tough transition for you at all um so the fact that i lived in so many countries in the world i learned to adapt but i would say what was difficult is that um I knew there were cultural differences, but it felt like sometimes mm -hmm. the people I was talking to, they didn't realize that, you know, the fact that I speak English for them, they understand that I'm just like them, that I understand they take things for granted when, you know, so sometimes that cultural barrier was difficult because I didn't felt like obviously, you know, guys in the house were, or girls were going to be like, oh, well, it might be a bit difficult for her to that. This is not, you know, this is not her culture, her country. She doesn't know the people there, etc. So uh, sometimes it was difficult, but it was in a way also an advantage 
understanding more of the people I was with than, you know, I was understanding them more than they could understand me. So, you know, it was also an advantage to, 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 to understand that, uh, especially when the, when it, it was starting to hit up <laughs> and you had to survive. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, so honestly, there were some people who were just so, you know, I clicked with this, like, no matter the cultural barrier, at the minute I saw Dom, he was, you know, my safe space, my friend, and he still is until this day. Same with Abby, same with Anne-Sophie. So there's people you just, no matter where you grow up, you just, it's there. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's very cool. I love that, yeah. honestly. You know, when you were filming Perfect Match, like, I guess, what was your, like, most positive moment filming that show and what was your most negative? Cause it, it, it is a very chaotic show. So, um, it's very oh. interesting just like talking to how grounded you are and being, you know, part, seeing you being part of that. Oh, <laughs> it was, I mean, there was a lot of like very high and very low, like super quickly, but I cannot like, I mean, there's a lot of like great memories so, sometimes in the kitchen. Like I loved, I remember like cooking for others or like, it was just fun. Uh, aside of that one time where I was going to give Dom a diarrhea because he's lactose intolerant. I was going to poison <laughs> him, but uh, that was definitely not a high. That was like a high and a low together because it was fun. Yeah. Um, but um, I would say like, it was, it's more, I don't, I can't really think of a moment. I can think of a feeling. I mean, the high was maybe some moment where I was like sitting down with all those people with whom I kind of watched the show a few years ago and those camera and, and I wasn't like, oh my God, I made something amazing out of my life. You know, it's not ego or something, but it was more like a childlike feeling of being like, this is exciting. This is fun. Oh my God, what's going on with my life? You know, this is like cool. And those moments were high. I mean, I didn't save the world. I'm not like, I shouldn't be so proud of myself, but it was yet still a, like an exciting moment to be there. Um, and the low, I would say, is just not being able, like that feeling of, not being able to digest the um, because imagine if like love is blind was actually you guys fucking like jumping from you know like a guy to another for like two months non-stop it was like the the pause but in you know like it was non-stop so you don't have the time to digest from a relation to another from a match to another and that was very tough you know because you need to you give a little bit of your soul when you kiss someone when you uh, become vulnerable to someone you give something so you got to learn to earn it back before moving on to something else and not having that space was very difficult and made you do sometimes things that you would have not done uh in the outside world yeah absolutely i think it's like when you're giving a piece of your energy to somebody you need time to like kind of process it when it ends you know kind of take that energy back but you're not able to you just have to like jump to the next and it's such a chaotic environment right a thousand percent but then i can tell you do perfect match one it trains you for real life dating for the rest of your life i feel like i'm a, <laughs> I'm a free i'm a shark now you could do like a, like speed dating with 20 dudes in a room right now i i could handle it like i feel like yeah it's like a kind of gla gladiator of speed dating <laughs> but yeah. I had a follow up to that. Like, you know, it sounds like you were extremely genuine, like you were making these connections with like genuine intentions. Do you feel like the men were always 
that genuine? Like, do you feel like people were just kind of there for like, I know everyone kind of does reality TV again for the clout. Like if we're being very honest, like for the extra engagement and attention, you know, for their social media or what have you, or whatever goals they have um, post-show. But um, do you like, was that, did you ever feel like there were men there who weren't genuine and that was really tough? Like you trying to make connections? Um, Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, first of all, I think that I wonder if those men on that show, certain know how to be genuine in real life. Like that would be my first question to ask because I don't even, that's the sad thing. Even if if the show makes you not genuine because you have camera, fair enough. We all, me included, you know, if there's an iPhone in front of your face, obviously that's going to recording you, you're like consciously or subconsciously that's going to impact your behavior. But then it's down to you to choose what are your non-negotiable, who you are as a person and be your own judge, not wait for the camera or other people or the audience to judge you. You should be your own judge. And that's what I believe in. Yeah. Obviously, it still alters my my behavior, but uh, I think it's important to keep your non-negotiable. So were there some guys who are not genuine? A thousand percent. But I think like they should actually like look after themselves and their a brain uh, in the outside world too because like it's just important to know how to be vulnerable uh, as a man it's a beautiful thing to do you know so i think yeah the but perfect match probably brought a more toxic side of them i'm not saying for everyone i'm thinking just a few people who were not like you know willing to learn discover be a bit vulnerable have fun and yeah grow yeah, I love that. So my next question for you, Naz, is these experiences, obviously they change you as a person. I know they've changed Natalie and I for sure. But how do you approach like dating now? How do you approach like your career and your friendships? Like, does that look different to you now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, in terms of friendship, if anything, it reinforces your friendship, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, even more like your friendship, yeah. you, yes. you know, who are your, your anchor, your, you get even closer to your childhood friends, the friends that like, for me, th- this is one thing for sure. Um, when it comes to your career goals, I think, um, obviously it's something you, you know, there's a wave you have to not only take it, but on, also think about what you want to do with it. Because yes. if you want just the clout, there's a million things you can do that are super easily easy to do. If you want to think long term about the person that you want to be, and in our industry, the person that um, your job is the person that you are. So you got to make an alignment between the two. And for that alignment to happen, you got to think, you got to introspect, you got to strategize and know where you want to go and say no to a lot of things that sometimes are like so tempting. Like, it's so tempting to go on TikTok and bullshit about something. It's so tempting to, you know, like lean into a cloud chasing thing. So I think in terms of work, you just have to know the person that you are and bet that this will be more valuable to actually, you know, invest in yourself than the little petty conversation that you have around you. So that's how I visualize my growth and my career. Um, and then, oh my God, I feel like I'm like doing this kind of like, you know, like speech <laughs> of like, I sound like my mom. No, She's I a love coach. it. I kind of love it. 
Okay. Yeah, no. Hormones. <laughs> but it makes sense because I, I feel like people think, I think that there is this like negative perception that when people do reality TV, they get kind of dumber. They just are like this like clout chaser and they just now don't have, you know, like, you know, like more their depth is missing, but that's not, I don't think that's the case. I think you could learn so much because it's not like we're people who just faked it for the cameras. Like Mm -hmm. we took things away from our experience. So I love hearing you talk about those things about like how, you know, how it does change the way you date and how, you know, it does change the way you look at friendships and realize who are your real friends and who are they not. And then also your career, Mm -hmm. like how you take advantage of that to like, because Many people probably don't understand us being in like entertainment per se, but you, it's not this easy thing. It, yeah. it changes the way like in terms of how you work for yourself and how hard you work. So that's why I like really enjoy just hearing you talk about it. And you, you ladies are actually an example of what I just said. Like I recognize myself in you in the sense that you did the work introspecting, like maybe you haven't done everything perfectly. I haven't done everything perfectly either, but like, no, you know, just... like you're, you're, you're trying to like introspect and find an alignment and be like, you know what? I want my career to go where my head and my heart is. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to go in that direction. And this take a lot. And this is not easy. It's so much easier to lean into the bullshit so much easier. And most people would have done that. And I mean, I believe you can be fun. You can be entertaining. You can be sexy. You can be without having to lean into the bullshit. That's genuinely what I believe. Like bring added value to reality TV, bring stuff that people can look up to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's exactly why I wrote my book. It wasn't about the money. It was about connecting with people who've been through experiences like I have. And the messages that I've gotten from people just being like, oh my God, I relate to you. And I learned from this experience. Oh, that's like, the one thing that like really just was so inspiring to me back, you know? So it's, yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, I'm putting, yeah. I'm putting your book on my list for uh, what I'm going to read. <laughs> I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll, trans- I'll, I'll, I'll translate it in French. <laughs> yes. I love that. The third one was uh, how did it impact my dating life? To be fair, I didn't date anyone new since the show. Uh, not that okay. I'm, you know, like, uh, so I'm been like not into my dating and I haven't been very focused on my dating life. So, I haven't had the experience so of being like, then? yes, I am single. Oh, okay. Good to know. Cause there were some rumors between you and Dom. So I was like, Hmm, <laughs> like girl, uh, <laughs> Dom has been my roommate this year. This guy has been seeing the guy I was, he, we were hanging out with the guy I was dating in LA. Like, honestly, there's like, he's my mate. He's like, we're talking about digestion issue every day of the week. <laughs> Like there's, there's like, I mean, you know, like he's (laughs) dumb and I, we have a platonic relationship and those accusations were actually like constructed and false and actually, yeah, it was like just someone trying to, to wash their hands from their own sins. You know what? I I did kind of want to ask you about that of just because you're so close with Dom and I feel like you really had his back because there were some things that kind of hit the media after Perfect Match premiered, like the whole drama with, you know, how him and Georgia ended and um, also, you know, her and Harry and, you know, Dom got kind of pulled into that too. I mean, like, what's your take on that whole situation being Dom's friend? 
I mean, to be fair, we were talking about it, him and I, and it was important for us to not lean into like speculation and, you know, cloud chasing lie. And what I, what I was mad about, I mean, I cannot talk about uh, George and Harry. This is not something I, I know of. This is not my story to comment on, but what happened with, you know, someone who's my friend and, uh, in a lie that I was dragged into. What I disliked is that not that it was just cloud chasing because that I can expect, but that it was constructed. That it was fully mm -hmm. false yeah. because we had friends in common because he knew, they knew, I mean, she knew that he was my roommate. We had so much friend in common. We were chilling. My friends, friends we had in common were chilling with the guy I was dating at the time. So it was just a completely constructed lie to, you know, like try to, to feel better about the situation she created for herself. So I think generally speaking, I mean, my grandmother told me um, when it's too bright, you become blind. And someone who tells a story that is, um, I don't know how to say it, just like so one-sided, so I'm innocent, etc. I mean, it's not something you should, you know, believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, for our listeners who are unaware of the situation, so essentially what happened is when Perfect Match premiered, um, you people were accusing Georgia of cheating on Dom because she had when they, you know, her and Dom were working things through or when they were dating, she had gone on Harry's podcast and Harry had said um, on another podcast, like him and Georgia slept together um, after that podcast. And so Georgia made the accusation that, well, Dom, you know, had like a situational ship with you, which you guys cleared up. And I think he provided receipts for that being like, that was not, the case. So that was the situation. But I do very admire the way you handle that. I think it's hard too of like when everything's happening in the public eye, people get so caught up in trying to defend themselves that kind of their perspective and the truth gets muddled in them trying to save their public reputation from yeah, and opinion. Totally. I mean, the reason why I didn't want to comment on that story is because it would be leaning into the culture of like, one girl is fighting with another girl and that would be, you know, yeah. the, and I'm a girl's girl. So even if I don't agree with uh, whatever she was saying, this is not the, the, the culture that I want to, you know, like portray. This is not why people followed me on my social media. This is not how my mom educated me. So I just put a very sober statement being like, I would not comment on that. Um, and I had a platonic relationship and that is it. Um, like on my day to day, I want to look up to, you know, I don't want to look at small petty stuff. I want my day to day to be inspired by, uh, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Michelle Obama, or I don't want to be thinking about like, you know, I want to think about my higher self and growth. And, and I don't want to be thinking about small stuff, but I'm not going to lie. I'm also human and I'm a Leo and I felt like defending my <laughs> dumb is my best. So, so many times I wanted, you know, I had like, I'm a boxer too. Like I wanted to, in my head, like I wanted to fight back, but I had to restrain myself because I have my little cousin who's 18 years old. She's following me on my social media. I have all those young women looking up to me. And um, I want to show that there's a different path in reality shows, different way to deal with stuff um, and different way to gain attention that aren't just about speculation. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm in that boat 100% when all the shit was going down with my ex-fiance, I was just like, I have to stay quiet. Like, 
I don't want to add to the hate, but like, I just want to be silent and just like get it's through it. So hard. It's so it's hard. So hard. Like, I know. I'm you. You just want to like defend laughing. yourself. Yes. But it's like, I'm it's not worth I'm it. I'm laughing because I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> like I, oh, yeah. oh man, like Deep D knows it best. Like if you poke me or if I get like, I'm like calm, calm, calm when you poke me and I go zero to hundred. Like I'm like, there's no stopping me. Um, so I, I, I wish I had the mindset of you, Inez, or like I could sit there and think and be like, this is why I have to be the better person or take the high road because it's really tough in the public eye, especially when people are lying. Yeah. So it's, I, it's so tough. It. It's honestly yeah. like, I don't know how I hold it together. I think Dom influenced me. Uh, because he was like, uh, you know, I spoke to his mom. We we're talking about like a lot of things about, you know, how the culture need to change. And yeah, and I was really trying to focus on the higher purpose, but I was like, yes. God damn, I want to be <laughs> mad. This is so wrong. Like, how can I not express yeah. myself? I'm right, you know. Like, but then you gotta, you gotta think of your mom and uh, your higher self, and just suck it up <laughs> and go to yoga you know? or do something. Yeah. For me, it's always, you know, the people who are closest to you know who you really are. And then the the, the public people, the people who resonate with your energy, those are the ones that are going to be attracted to you. So you bring in the right tribe. That's how I think about it. The rest of them, whatever, you're misunderstood. I'm like, whatever. It's, it is what it is, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. But a question a for you. Percent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so do you have any guesses on who you think are going to be on who's going to be on Perfect Match season two or like what's your fantasy, you know, league of Perfect mm. Match look like to you? Who do you want to see? Oh, on? wow. And first, what tells you that I'm not on season two? A. <laughs> True. <laughs> Which information <laughs> do you have? Deep I don't. You, hey, let us know. Um, <laughs> I might be. I might be right there in you know in Panama filming. Um, yes. And no, I. I mean, who's going to be on season two? That's a, a good question. Um, I don't know who they bring on from season one. I think they did such a killer casting. I'm not you know, talking about myself, but like with the other guys, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't know, but I would love to see also people from, you know, like, I think it's so fun to mix like people that you love from shows with people that you don't actually know because, yeah. you know, because it's so relatable to be like, Oh my God, like, you know, I can I identify with that person, but I don't know. Like, to be fair, I would love to, to do a perfect match with only ladies. Uh, only oh. ladies we're going we're going like I don't know where and we're like sharing on like like dating tips and hitting on people and imagine like just a random bar somewhere in I don't know um, I, let me guess the state um, uh, Wyoming and you have like 20 girls from Netflix Beautiful. you know celebrity Wyoming. like <laughs> I don't know where really? I thought about Alaska oh, or something God. and then just you walk into a bar <laughs> with 20 Netflix women celebrity and 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 yeah and discover the world I I just think I would love to see more of like fun woman driven you know you know like um, empowering fun dating uh, show that you know focus a little bit more on uh, on uh, the ladies that sounds yeah. really fun. I think Netflix should, uh, we should pitch that to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> what I really loved about Perfect Match season one is the fact that you were on it. So I really hope season two pulls from like more speaking, coming from like a US show, like more international shows, like 
people from Love is Blind Brazil, people from Love is Blind. Like I know Love is Blind UK is coming out, you know, um, Japan. Yeah. Like I would Mm -hmm. love for um, people to be pulled so that you could have like a real like international mix of different people from different cultures, different dating styles, maybe like bringing people together that they could have never met without that type of environment where you're flying people into one villa. But I also Mm -hmm. hope that there are, you know, like quote unquote villains that really do deserve like the redemption arc type of thing. Like they were just edited in a negative way. And this is kind of their chance to show their real personalities or their growth. That's who I hope is on there. Yeah. I do have a few people in mind when you're saying quote unquote redemption. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Who do you think think, um, deserves a redemption arc that should go on perfect match? Who would that? Honestly, like me, I'm someone who's, um, I mean, obviously now she's engaged and happy, but I, I, often people think that Francesca is not a good person. That is not true. I mean, she's been obviously the villain on the show and it was edited in a way. And she's also like, have this persona that is a very, you know, like a very unique character. But when you know her in real life and people didn't see that on the show, but I was so often with her we're putting makeup together we're and she was very kind to me she's kind to kindness and she's incredibly strong to 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 strong people um so you know i think she's a a very kind soul and a generous one and she's here to help when needed so uh, i would have loved you know for people to know that because i personally know that um i've heard the same thing about francesca is like she had vulnerable moments on the show that just wasn't aired and it could totally. have maybe like balanced out her edit. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So the, uh, the concept of like the circle France or, and you know, perfect match, they're a bit different. One is for strategy and the other is to find love. If you could do any show, either one of those shows again, which show would you pick to do? Mm. I would say it's it's tough to pick, obviously, because I I don't like to, I don't regret anything. But let's say if it's to go back to one of those shows, I'm very competitive. So I like Mm -hmm. to win. And I think in the strategic game, you can win and love. There's no such thing as like winning or losing. So I'd pick the circle. Okay, I love that. Is there any reality show you would in like apart from Perfect Match or the circle that you would want to do? I got so many people DMing me to be like, please be the next Bachelorette or Bachelorette, Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like insane. It was like insane. It's like, yeah, you're an entrepreneur and you do your thing and you got to be the Bachelorette. Like, we need a French Bachelorette. And I was like, like, you know, uh, it was already tough enough to deal with five men in a house uh, and I dated most of them. So like, I don't know if how much you have on bachelor at like 55 or like 40 15 20 no it's like 20 25 yeah that's a lot though it's a lot it's still a lot (laughs) can you imagine like how (laughs) could you even have time for all 55 (laughs) and yeah 55 and like and 15 american is probably the equivalent of like 45 french men in terms of like the exhaustion (laughs) i'd be like that is too funny We have a quick little game we want to introduce with you. It's a rapid fire game. It's called, is it an ick? (laughs) Is it a what? So you're going to tell an ick. Is it an ick? Do you know what an ick is? Oh, an ick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An ick. Yeah, yeah. I got, I've heard, is it Nick? I was like, oh, Nick from my show. (laughs) Like, 
I was like, no, could you imagine? I don't want to play this. I don't want to play this game. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So whatever comes to your mind really quickly, you can just be like, that's an ick or not. Okay. Okay. This is going to be fun. Um, has a beard. Love it. Yeah. Love same. It. I love it. That is not an ick. Some people mm. don't like it, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it. exfoliating. Yeah. Uh, where's a backwards hat? That's an ick for me. I know that's kind of weird, but I love it. I love it. If you own it, not an ick. Thank you. Okay, can I just explain to you why I think it's an ick in the beginning? I don't mind the backwards hat. I think it's actually really, really I cute. So like hot. if my boyfriend wears it. But the the reason why it's an ick for me is when a guy is wearing one in a dark bar and he just wears one all the time because I'm like, what are you hiding under there? Like Voldemort, you know, like from the movie where he's hiding under. I mean, it comes off eventually. You, <laughs> I just, know, like, but I was peak. like, I don't know. It feels like it's like people wear it as an insecurity. Like, do you have a bad haircut? Do you not like the texture of your hair? Are you? <laughs> do you have a receding hairline? But just like embrace it. No, okay, we're never we're never gonna bring Natalie to a ski station where everyone's wearing beanie. She's gonna be like having PTSD looking at yeah, everyone exactly. around me. Like, Ooh, oh my I'd god. I'd be like, what under those hats? <laughs> I love a beanie. <laughs> okay. Um next one, shaves his legs. Oh, ow, no. <laughs> Ew, how do I exfoliate yeah. them? No, no, massive egg. <laughs> Sorry, like I'm I wanna be open minded, but I love the the yeah. primitive nature of whatever that's a personal you know preference. sometimes if you're a swimmer you gotta shave it but other than that there's a that's a no-go <laughs> but here's yeah i think it's Drawn. kind of an egg too yeah because i bet men's hairs grow faster than women so like you know it, he shaves in one day and the next it's like all prickly and then you have to sleep next to him and it's just like poking your leg and then, <laughs> and oh, then no. it I, like I, I, activates your eczema <laughs> Mm, I actually did God. date someone who shaved his like chest, but it would get prickly right away and it would activate my eczema. Like when I was laying next to him, like on my face, it would like, <laughs> like scratch anyways. <laughs> so it is that an ick to me. Okay. Yeah. Ick totally. Okay. Ick. Has piercings. Mm-hmm. Never experienced the piercing thing. Uh, where Where is the piercing? Yo, <laughs> tell me where. <laughs> That's true. So that's a good question. If it's anywhere below the waist, I'm a little worried. <laughs> if it's anywhere where I would lick, I'd go no. So <laughs> okay, if it's like on your nose, I'm good. But if it's yeah. somewhere where I w- where my tongue goes, and the, you might yeah. have a little bit of uh, some, I don't know, sushi, whatever left, uh, you know, like salmon, something crunchy, yeah. it's a no-go. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm I was dead. trying to figure out what area you were talking about i realized it was the mouth but yeah no i totally yeah, agree <laughs> yeah usually you eat your, your sushi from your already. mouth natalie i don't know how you yeah, eat yours i don't know how you eat sushi unless you're doing naked sushi and it's all laid out but i was like is she talking about like in the earlobe i was like what no. <laughs> uh, okay next one did a reality tv show what what oh he next did a reality is- oh my god yeah did a reality tv show isn't it ick? You know what? <laughs> I've been dating someone who appeared a few minutes on The Bachelor. I can't say who. Don't freak okay. out. Okay. But he, he, he's actually like this. So, no, no, no. Not like, not like a, 
a unit, yeah. but a, a you know, yeah. you know, okay, whatever. Okay. And so, yeah. um, it would be. Oh my god, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna say not an ick because. I want to believe that people who meet me or who meet you ladies are not like, oh my God, typical reality TV. So yeah. let's say not an ick, but it's a tough one. It's more like in my head than in my heart that I'm giving this answer, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, hard. no, I know. I feel <laughs> hypocritical by saying it's an ick. For some reason, yeah. it feels like an ick to me now after dating people in reality TV because I'm like, there's a certain personality type that like loves like where you have to do reality TV, you have to be like, I can do this or like, and I don't want someone who's like the same personality as me. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I like about people. Yeah. Who get on reality TV. Right. <laughs> and I yeah. think it's like, on one hand, it's nice to be with people who understood, you know, what you went through. But on the other hand, I'm with you, Natalie. I love like, you know, fire goes with water and I like to balance things out. And, Usually when you're on a reality TV, often you either you're fire before or you become fire after the experience. You just don't have the choice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just you're doomed. <laughs> okay, next one. Post shirtless pictures on his Instagram. You know, imagine I'd start posting my, my photo with my bikini being like Yeah. You know, like it's it's a bit of a it's a weird one. Uh no, I would say the ratio if you post one every ten photo. Like, and, and honestly, I'm saying that about guys, girls, etc. I mean, you do whatever you want. You post as many bikini, etc. But me personally, like if someone put that forward a lot in my brain, what I receive is, oh, they put a lot of value into that and not into other mm -hmm. things. So although it might not be the, the truth, it's my brain will perceive that information. So it will be an ache if I have to be honest. Yeah, 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 I like that. It's all about balance. Yeah, like a, okay, a few, yeah. a few here and there. I I yeah. agree with that. A few hit. I, don't think, I don't think it's like mm -hmm. a general ick. The reason why it's an ick to me is because I don't do it, and so I was like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would well, date you know, someone that just like puts a shirtless photo out there. But you're but you right, like They're time and time again. They're working so mm -hmm. hard to get that body. So it's like, you know what? A little gym selfie, like a little post, like a little mirror picture at the gym. I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't mind that. <laughs> here, here and there. It's not. It's yeah, nice to know, there. you know, like, but, uh, but here and there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> okay. Last one. Okay. Last one. Gets fillers. <sighs> uh, well, I would say not an ick because I want to say that it's possible, you know, for like women, we do so much thing for our beauty that if a man is doing that in a very tasteless way, girl, I'm sure like Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, those guys like between their films where they look like depressed 50 years old to the moment they're in a red carpet and can, they're doing stuff but they're doing it smartly. So I think in all fairness, they're allowed as well to do the little tweaks. It just, in my opinion, have to done, uh, be done in a tasteful way and not in an obsessive way. But that for me is same thing from women and men don't, you know, the, the problem with fillers is not the fillers itself, but it is the obsession about it. So yeah. if he doesn't really care one every blue moon, I'm, I'm chill with it. it. 
Yeah. I, I like agree that. with that. Yeah. If they're doing okay. it tastefully and, you know, it's not overdone and it's not like, you know, an addiction. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm good at it. If you want to improve the way you look, improve the way you look. I love it. Okay. Well, okay. All right. All right, Inez. One last question for you. Tell us um, what your future goals are. What are some of your upcoming projects? Any advice you want to leave our listeners with? Oh, two-part um, question. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. Two-part question. Um, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to, like, giving a tip to people, I just... I just like, you know, my grandmother always tell me, stop overthinking, brain fart when you have to embrace being <laughs> primitive, use, use common sense. Like, I think life is a laboratory. And nowadays we have so much like self-improvement, self-everything, etc. that we sometimes just have to embrace that we're, you know, human and flawed and we're just like better monkeys uh, than other monkeys. And so mm-hmm. just, you know, like... Just, you know, and don't think everything, you'll have everything figured out, embrace, yeah. um, you know, like going in nature, have fun. And, and this is just, you know, like stop listening to too many podcasts, sorry to say, <laughs> don't go too much on Instagram, uh, go in nature, have fun, go to the market, speak to people, embrace being, you know, we're not meant as human being to have this much information in our ears this much stimulation on our phone we are you know like biologically we're not used to cope with that so best advice is embrace being you know a a monkey and uh, and then in terms of future project there's a few i'm working on really um and more on the business entrepreneurial side but that's more uh, i still have nda on that uh but i'm working hard at the moment more on my content and trying to figure it out and propose something very different to my community and try to create bridge between my passion and high fashion and what people want to learn about. And it's something I'm getting, I'm starting to really loving doing that and getting, you know, a lot of love from the people following me. So it's just fun to test things out. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying doing that. Oh, love amazing. That. Yeah. I love that a lot. And I love following your content. You are a fashion queen. Um, and you've definitely given me some ideas. So um, that's great that like, I don't know, that you've kind of found your thing on Instagram and social media. And we're really excited to, you know, see what those future projects are for you. So yeah. and you, you know, so Inez, much. I just I do want to say I just love your insights. And I think like you are very like minded like me and that, you know, you're going after like the bigger purpose and like just inspiring people by just being yourself and also like sharing your experiences and so i think you know i just i loved you know getting to know you today thank you so much i had zero that when you sent me a dm i was just so happy to be on your podcast because so happy to have like-minded people and like to be able with like you know speak with women i look up to and vice versa and and give advice etc It's just like, you know, like everything I love. So thank you so much for having me. As we mentioned earlier in this episode, let us know if you want us to recap ATA or if we should recap the Ultimatum Season 2 or both. Yeah, Um, or both. Yeah. Leave us a comment um, to our Instagram page at Out of the Pods. And make sure you leave a review and subscribe. See you next Monday. Bye.